Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back. Let's get back to the show now. It's the Dopey Millennials Show. Get out of your mind! From Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, and the Odyssey app. It is the Dopey Millennial Show. Caleb Johnson here with you, as well as Dom Chorosky on the other side of the glass, who always knows, he, j- he just knows my music taste. You know, there's there are few songs that, I'm, I'm a very calm person. I, I'm, I'm laid back, I'm chill. But there are f- a few songs that, you know, if I was a, if I was a club guy, and if the mm-hmm. club was like really... If it, if it well if it, if the club was the club of like the early 2000s yes, yes, you know yes, yes. like I'd want to fight to this song I would want <laughs> to start a fight like there was just something about the beat I heard this conversation about because uh, you know Lil John was a part of the of the Super Bowl halftime show mm-hmm. and just the fact of like Lil John has really recreated himself as a beloved character. If we if you see Lil John pop up on the screen, you're like, oh, well, I love that guy. Right. But like that man was making fight music, like music that you Absolutely. might pull out a a weapon to. Yeah. You know, and, <laughs> like it's one of those sorts of now, things. And now in 2024, he just just released a meditation album. Actually, did he really? Yes, he did. Wow, <laughs> a guided we meditation went, album from Lil John. Yes, that's that's wild. Um, I mean. <laughs> went went from making music about, you know, repping where you're mm-hmm. from, and we went from snap your fingers, do your step. Oh, you to, can do it all by yourself. To, to, to meditation, to <laughs> home. Exactly. Wow. Uh, yeah. There's just, uh, like I said, there's there's few songs that that bring out that that energy in me because I'm I'm a calm guy. I'm a laid back guy. Uh, but but that Drake and J Cole hit, man. I, if I was if that came out in 2004, I would 100% be in the club trying to start a fight. I'm telling you, uh, that would be me in my uh, 4XL white tee and uh, <laughs> and the, baggy the, jeans. Yeah, with the cap on. Baggy yeah, with the TI je- hat oh, that's like yeah, barely the sitting on the yeah. top of my hat. <laughs> yes. Oh man, what a time! What a what a time! Just for for fashion and music and for all of it. All right. Uh, we're gonna get into, I promise, some sports stuff of uh, of a segment that, you know, 
Dom, I've got to go. I got to talk to Steve because I need some. Uh, I need a real good drop to this uh, as we're. We, we've got a new segment on the show. I've been mm-hmm. doing it for a few weeks now. But check the tape. Checking the tape to uh, hear from our athletes either here in Atlanta or uh, about is, uh, you know, I am a reporter around here. And so you try to gather that sort of information, that sort of thing. Uh, and someone that we're going to be bringing on the program in about 35 minutes from now uh, is Jamila Johnson, who uh, she writes and uh, posts content for AtlantaHawksFans.com, always does a great job on social media. Uh, she was at the All-Star Game this weekend. And, you know, as much as the product itself might not have been what a lot of people wanted to see, and I I understand. I, I get it. I wasn't really that tuned in. I was doing other things as the game was going on and just kind of peeking in. However, after the game, Jamila got a com- uh, got the ability to catch up with Trey Young. And, uh, you know, there's, there's kind of been a conversation around Trey since the All-Star break ended where people ran out of things to talk about. And so the conversation comes up of, well, we're looking for uh, the summer when moves can be made. And, of course, people want to hone in on Trey Young being a big name that could potentially be traded. We talked about it on the show on Saturday of what reasons it would be, you know, that because what we haven't heard, we haven't heard the Atlanta Hawks or or any reports say that the Hawks are talking about moving on. We've heard from rival executives and that sort of thing. But Jamila was at uh, the All-Star game yesterday, and so after the game, she asked Trey Young, what are your thoughts on these these rumors about you being traded? Uh, it's, it's part of it. I mean, the best players in the game have all been traded. Uh, I mean, some of the few lucky ones have been blessed to be drafted in situations where they can win championships and, and it all be perfect for them. They can stay in that one situation forever. And that's that's what I wanted to do. And that's what I want to do with Atlanta. Um, but who knows? This this is uh, it's a type of league where things change and that happens. But obviously, my my mindset is staying in Atlanta right now. And uh, I don't get caught up in all the, the rumors and stuff. I, my contract is locked in for a couple of years, so I don't have a very much say in it right now. Does Trey have a, a future career in politics? Um, because man, <laughs> you talk about. I mean, he he said it. He he said the quiet part out loud. Best in the game. They've all gotten traded. You start going, all right, well, who are you, you know, really talking about here? Um, you know, is this a situation where, um, you know, Kevin Durant, is is this who you're getting to? You know, your James Hardens, your, your Kyrie Irvins, you know, uh, are these who you're looking at as the best in the game? Because LeBron might have moved, but we're talking yeah. <laughs> about once his contract yeah. was up. Uh, Michael Jordan might have gone and joined the Wizards later in his career, but that was the contract w- was up. Um, you know, best in the and, and I'm also thinking about is Trey kind of talking about what happened here in Atlanta where – Dominique Wilkins, one of the best in the game, was traded. And guess what? People still, to this day in 2024, talk about how angry that makes them. So, um, yeah, I, I found it interesting that Trey, he 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 did the the politician thing of saying, you know, I'm, I'm focused on Atlanta. I'm here in Atlanta. However, it's outside of my control. Because technically, it is. It is outside of Trey Young's control. 
until or unless he puts out a, a trade request. And we have not had that happen. Now, something could happen behind closed doors. Uh, however, you know, as, as I've told you guys, I try to do my best to, to gain information. Uh, and I try not to be one of these fake people who comes out there and acts like I've just got all these sources and that sort of thing. But I do have people who I trust who have connections to the organization and others. And everything that I had gotten back is that Trey is not interested in being moved. And, you know, this other idea of were the Hawks really trying to use, hey, maybe we'll trade Trey as a way of jumping up the, uh, you know, you know the, the trade value of DeJounte Murray as they were trying to, they, are, they were actively trying to move uh, DeJounte Murray as recent as the day of the trade deadline. They had a deal in place with the New Orleans Pelicans and look, we won't get too much further into it, um, but there were some reasons why that deal did not go down, did not necessarily look ideal on the Hawks' side of things uh, from at least the information that I've gathered. But I found it interesting that, A, Trey spoke on this at all because this is how you know Trey trusts Jamila um, just because, you know, Jamila's, uh Johnson's been one of those people who's been around this team covering them for a while. Uh, because if he doesn't trust you, he's giving you uh, some short, quick answer of, you know, I have no say in the matter, and so I'm not going to talk about it. But I found it interesting that Trey kind of adds on, hey, best in the game have been traded. Now, it may be up for debate who we're talking about there, um, but uh, it was interesting that he spoke on it that he understands it's a part of the business and that uh, he is focused on Atlanta as I would expect him to be. Now, we go from that trade rumor to LeBron James, who was on the Inside the NBA uh, crew broadcast because they were asking him about, hey, LeBron, you know, there was kind of this whole trade rumor that popped up this week that you were potentially going to the Warriors. What did LeBron have to say about it? It didn't go far at all. You know, I actually heard about it when everybody else heard about it. You know, obviously, you know, Charles been in the league, Kenny been in the league, Shaq been in the league, and there's, sometimes there's conversations happen behind closed doors that you don't even know about. And until, I guess, if it's real or not, then they'll bring it to you, but it, it never even got to me. So, you know, I heard it when the reports dropped as well. Now we go from Trey Young, who managed to talk without lying. He just laid out the facts because – Technically, LeBron, uh, excuse me. Technically, Trey is very much focused on Atlanta, and technically, it is outside of his control. And technically, there have been great NBA players who have been traded. So he said everything factual, just in an interesting way that you know could you you could take it however you want to take it. Then you got LeBron, who, um, sir, sir, like all of the reporting has come out from reputable sources, from people who, at least to my knowledge, don't have a tendency to lie uh, and don't really benefit, quite honestly, from lying, who said, hey, this was a conversation that was started by the fact that LeBron James was out here tweeting very cryptic things. Draymond Green saw those things, went to his owner, Joe Lacob, and said, hey, we need to look into this. Joe Lacob apparently tried to deal directly with Jeannie Buss, the Lakers owner, 
and they had a conversation, and then all of the reporting has said that after those two spoke, that Jeannie Buss was like, well, I got to go talk to LeBron and see what he thinks about all of this, and that LeBron had no interest in in being traded at this time to uh, to the Warriors. But for LeBron to come out and say, I found out when you guys found out. <laughs> Come on. But LeBron's a serial liar, though. We know this. Yeah, like, he's He's right. been caught in a few. Like, one of my favorite ones was when, uh, I believe it was uh, Taylor Rooks asked him about the uh, Malcolm X book that he was <laughs> supposedly reading. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you could v- very clearly tell that he only read, like, the inside flap and just gave, like, very generic, broad answers about, like, what the book was about and stuff and how he felt about it. It's stuff like that. It I uh, I went on vacation up into the uh, North Carolina mountains uh, at the end of last year. It was December. And uh, my wife took a photo of me that I put on my Instagram and uh-huh. put on my LeBron James mode <laughs> because I was on page one. Um, <laughs> because, yes, that was the thing. Like, he had been caught – so many times on page one of some book every time <laughs> that it was like, sir, we we know what you're doing. Um, it, you you aren't slick, and so yeah. So you you've got one NBA star truthful in his answer, although very salacious, and then you got LeBron James who's just straight out here lying. I don't know. I heard, I found out about what you guys found out about. I I didn't know anything was going on. Okay, LeBron, sure. And I'm sure you're not going to know anything's going on this summer when the potential is very much uh, available for you to be traded because the Lakers have, you know, they, they got first round picks and and there's a lot of things and, and moves that could be made if they want to switch things up to either put a team around you or to trade you away. Uh, yeah, no, it's always interesting when those things happen. All right, when we get back, it is the Dopey Milano Show. We're going to have producer Dom ask the Dopey five questions. We're going to get into it coming up next right here. Caleb Johnson here with you on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. to more of the Dopey Millennials Show. How do real-life millennials respond? Those fire. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports 
Surf Radio, 92.9 The Game, and the Odyssey app. It is the Dopey Millennial Show. Caleb Johnson here with you. 19 laps to go in the Daytona 500. As uh, I know you're all locked in. Super excited to find out. But I'm telling you, I, it's just the, the race experience. Um, first off, it is a just one of the best people-watching experiences that you can ever have. I went to uh, a race in Atlanta a few years back. It was before I went as a credentialed member, and I saw a guy in the stands. No, no, no. This was this had to have been the Bristol race that I went to. I went to the All-Star race in Bristol um, when uh, Chase Elliott won. But I saw a guy in, in, in a polo shirt. You'd say, okay, perfectly fine to wear a polo to a NASCAR race. No, 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 no. This was a sleeveless polo, but it was not cut off like Larry the Cable Guy. It was made like that. It was sewn like that. A sleeveless polo shirt. It had a collar, you guys. Where where do you get that? I don't know, (laughs) but clearly that is for a NASCAR fan. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So it's just, that's what I'm telling you. Like, it's just, uh, if you're if you're not into NASCAR racing, I get it. Maybe it's just not your thing. Maybe you just turn on the TV and you see them going around in circles. It's very much more difficult than that. But if you go to the race and the 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 feeling, the the how loud it is, the people watching, it's an incredible experience. And uh, like I said, 18 to go at the Daytona 500, and we'll let you know uh, who ends up winning the uh, Great American Race uh, in just a little bit. But want to get into a Ask the Dopey segment here where me as a dopey millennial on the show uh, get asked uh, about five questions from producer Dom, who's also a dopey millennial. So, uh, Dom, take it away. All righty. So first up here, All-Star Weekend, you know, obviously has wrapped up. My question to you, we saw how little defense was played in the All-Star game. My question to you, because I do think this might be the one area where average Joes like you and I could actually do something. How many points do you think you could score specifically in the All-Star game? How many minutes am I getting? Let's say you get more than Trey did. So let's say you get 15. I I get 15? Mm, That's interesting. (laughs) He scored five, right? Trey scored five. Trey scored five. He also had seven assists, though. Yeah, he did have the seven assists. Now, see, I could be out there dishing assists you could. all day. You could. How many points could I score? I'm going to give myself four. Four in 15 minutes, only four with uh-huh. that defense? Um, You know, it, look, look, Dom, I'm a, I'm a team-friendly guy. I don't want to be selfish with the basketball. Ah, okay. And so I don't know that I'd just be taking it to the rack every time. Also... Fair. With the fact that you know, NBA players and they see an average Joe get out there, <laughs> do they just want to go into just remind you? Yeah, into yeah. swatting stuff away. But I feel <laughs> like I could get a pity four points. Fair enough. In fifteen minutes, uh, because even though, and that's like I, I think that's the part of it that that the average fan you know watches and goes, well, they're just like letting them score. And it's like, okay, there's still a, a skill into yeah, knocking yeah. down an NBA three-pointer. Because <laughs> exactly. uh, that's something that actually somebody w- was talking about on social media this weekend uh, as they were at the All-Star game. 
is that how slick an NBA ball is mm-hmm. and like the the pressure yeah. that is in an NBA ball. They're not the this is not your run of the mill, you know, going out yeah. and, and playing at your local high school yeah. or something like that. Balls that have been broken in, that have been around a few years, that sort of thing. Uh there's definitely a, an interesting feel to an NBA game ball. And so um, yeah, I also just have really low expectations for my abilities against NBA players, whether they're trying or not. <laughs> so four or not. Mi- four points in in fifteen minutes. I think I can get in fifteen minutes. I think I can. I'll say more than Trey had. So five. I'll, I'll say like eight. Eight. I, think I can get eight. Because you, are know, you, are you I'm just threes? chucking. Oh yeah, I'm chucking. Fifteen oh, minutes. Okay. I'm, every time. Every time I get the ball, pulling it. Okay. Don't, don't care where I'm at on the floor. The ball comes my way in an all-star game, chucking it. Okay. See, I'm 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 thinking I'd be willing I'd be I'd set a screen. I'd, I'd bail out, you know, get the get the feed down in the post. I'd set up an alley oop. I'd I'd like to throw one up, yeah. you know, one or two. But other sure. than that, I'm chucking it every time. I'm also uh I don't know that I'm shooting any half court shots like uh, <laughs> like Damian Lillard did. Yeah. Because I watch average fans every Hawks game do that for the Harris Casino <laughs> thing, you know, to win 10K. Yeah. And you get some, like, people who look pretty athletic. Mm-hmm. And it, that's just close. difficult. Nowhere it's close. Just difficult. All right, next question here. So something else that uh, got released, obviously, Super Bowl commercials and all that good stuff. Uh, one of the better commercials was just the announcement that we are going to get college football. Finally! It's finally back. Finally. How excited are you, Dude, one Caleb I, Johnson? Look. When young Caleb Johnson was a kid, there were three, maybe four video games that I tried to purchase every year. Mm-hmm. College football was all like that was priority number one. But you know, you have to think like I grew up um, a diehard Georgia fan, mm. and so with that just comes the. And I think there was something about the configuration of how the college game was set up versus Madden. Yes. Where yes. I, I enjoyed Madden, but there was just something about the the drills that you could run. Yeah. Um, all of the different, um, like, they always had the option a lot better, you know, for, for a quarterback mm-hmm. to pitch yeah. out. Yeah. It was always so much smoother than Madden ever was. Uh, and I always just loved um, I don't know. There was something about the overall gameplay that I always just enjoyed more than Madden. Mm-hmm. So I would go, I would buy Madden, I would buy college football, uh, and then usually it was somewhere in between, either like a racing game or um, you know a, a 2K okay. or a FIFA or something like that. I was usually kind of not bouncing a big, around. Had a big years. First- first-person shooter type game? No, no. I was not a no. first-person shooter fan okay. until literally last year. Okay. And gotcha, then gotcha, now gotcha. all of my friends have left me because they all got <laughs> PS5s. And oh, so yeah. now I'm, I am I told, I look, I warned my wife when the commercial came out. I told her, I was like, look, I have not been fighting to get a PS5 because right. I don't game a whole lot. When that comes out this summer, best believe, hopefully <laughs> they do a little combo deal with the game and the system. yeah. yeah. I will be purchasing, and I will be spending obnoxious amounts of time playing college football. <laughs> same, same. I can't wait for it. And and I'm someone who, like, I'm out on Madden. Like, I don't care about Madden same. games anymore. Yep. And, like, I'm almost reaching that point with 2K. But, like, college football? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely in there for that one. All right. So you talked about 
how as a reporter you do get to interact with a lot of these athletes and stuff that people you know every uh everyday individuals would consider celebrities and things like that right um and being that we are there to do a job we can't really fan out right like you know you even said it says it on the credentials you know no pictures no autographs Mm -hmm. my question to you though is despite your job who is the one athlete that you absolutely have to fan out for like if you meet them I'm going to be a fan. Like I'm going to be in awe. It it just it's going to happen. There is um, there is kind of two. It's really one uh-huh. because I have I've been in the the uh, presence of one of these individuals. Um, oh, the big one just happened in Daytona. I we knew it was going to happen, and it is taking out the field right mm. now. Hope everyone Yikes, knows. that looks bad. I mean, this is wiping out like 20 cars right now. Getting back to your question of uh, who is the athlete. It's a former athlete. I grew up the biggest Peyton Manning fan. Hmm, okay. Biggest Peyton Manning fan. Got you. The uh, and so, yeah. And so I have not been able to talk to him or interview him or anything mm-hmm. like that yet. Um, so that's one of those that is kind of very much up there. I would love the opportunity, but I also know 100% I'm fanning. I'm being yeah. a fanboy yeah. uh, in that situation, and I'm perfectly fine with it. The other one was I actually um, – I've always loved Tim Tebow. Um, you nice. know, like uh, he's just one of those – I was a Georgia fan, and so mm-hmm. I rooted against him in, in that yeah. way. Um, but – I just I love a good yeah. underdog kind mm-hmm. of scenario and what he did when he was with the Broncos in that one playoff game in 2012 will forever just stick with me. <sighs> me too. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot. I forgot me for too. a second. <laughs> yeah. My bad. Me too. Um, yeah. So that's one of those that I have been in a uh, group setting mm-hmm. where Tim was there yeah. and I was. We were like talking amongst each other and mm-hmm. i was trying to be like super cool yeah and in my head i was like i want to get the opportunity in a bit mm-hmm. to get to go talk to him um and i didn't get that chance because he ended up having to go somewhere else mm-hmm. uh additionally a media member who i feel like uh i fanboyed out and i didn't i okay. didn't realize that i was going to yeah until I was near him, and I got the chance to speak to him just very briefly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat McAfee. Okay. Nice. Um, just because uh, – so it was college game day came for the national – I mean, not for the national championship, for the SEC championship right, right, right. Uh, over at the uh, Georgia World Congress Center. And uh, they sent us media who were covering the SEC championship. They were like, hey, you want to show up at, you know, 8 o'clock in the morning to – get the behind-the-scenes look and get to see how college game day all goes down, you're welcome to show up. I was like, how many of opportunities course. do you get to do that? Right. So I did, and um, Pat was was backstage, uh, just kind of came by, got a few minutes to speak with him. Super, super cool guy. Yeah. He's actually one of those that it was really cool to get to see how he spoke to every camera crew operator, Every uh, assistant producer, he knew everyone's names, and oh, he was, cool. and he knew something about them. Like he knew oh, awesome. to be, like you know, one of the camera crew guys who was close to me. Uh, his leg was apparently not in a boot anymore, mm. and he was like, 
legs healed, like kind of thing like yeah. that. And he gave him a big hug, and uh-huh. I was like, okay, so this guy is, it just feels genuine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so there there are those rare opportunities, uh, and then just you know you always get nervous around the Lebrons mm-hmm. and and those who are just that big. Yeah, if I that, ever got the level. chance to talk to Patrick Mahomes, I feel like there'd be a form of nervousness that would that would hit me and. Yeah. Definitely excitement of I'm in the presence of greatness. Tom Brady, another one, you know, just mm-hmm. like any of those kind of guys. It's funny because I think mine are more so because I have like personal like memories sure. with them. So mm-hmm. like for me, like I don't think I would be like I would be starstruck, but I think I would be able to contain it if I met like a Patrick Mahomes or a Tom Brady. But like for me, guys that like I rooted for like heavy. So like for me, the two for me grew up a Chicago Bulls fan. Derrick Rose is my favorite player growing up. If mm-hmm. I ever get the opportunity to meet Derrick Rose, I'm going to freak out. I know it. Same thing on the flip side uh, for football. Troy Palomalu is my favorite football player of all time. If I ever get the chance to actually meet him, I'm going to freak out. Yeah. Uh, Derrick Rose playing for the uh, Memphis Grizzlies was warming up in front of me and uh, uh, at earlier this season. Mm-hmm. Sat down next to me in the chair because his trainer was sitting in the uh, seat on the other side of that with his laptop because they were going to go through some notes. Okay. Definitely, there was a moment of like, I'm sitting That's next Derek to Derrick Rose, Rose. Yeah. you know, like, yeah, That's an MVP. I'm sitting next to, yeah, you know, it just it kind of settles in because it's weird because he's obviously in that part of his career where kind of twilight. Yeah, down. he's yeah. just on the bench and he doesn't really play. But um, but yeah, so uh, I totally get the the part of the may not be the biggest star, but it means something to you. Yeah, uh, yeah. that just uh, is is a little you know it's it's a little different like that. All right. I uh, alluded to it earlier in the show. She was doing some incredible work down at the, uh, or I should say up at the uh, All-Star Game Week, or All-Star Weekend. She was there all weekend. Jamila Johnson of AtlantaHawksFans.com was able to talk to Trey about the trade rumors, as well as some other things that she was able to witness. We're going to ask her all about it, her expectations for the Hawks this uh, second half of the season, or third of the season, I should say, right here on the Dopey Millennial Show, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. We're back with the Dopey Millennial Show. Good, bad. It's going to be like a drama every week. It's going to be awesome. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio, 99 of the game, and the Odyssey app. It is the Dopey Millennial Show. Caleb Johnson here with you. We're going till 10 o'clock. Or excuse me, till, yeah, 10 o'clock. That's yeah, right. 10 o'clock. <laughs> I, it was 11 on Saturday. That's why I was just thinking, oh, no, I got my times wrong. Uh, one of the greatest things that uh, the sport of NASCAR, and I know you're going like, hold up, what, Caleb, what are we talking about? Uh, with the Daytona 500 going on, one of the coolest things that they invented and decided to do was put cameras inside of the cars because sure. you can watch on television as you know the cars go round and round and you're like oh that looks rough but then they show you the view of inside the car when the driver tucks his hands and arms into himself and that massive impact because every year it happens at daytona there's the big one and uh, it just occurred, and so uh, they have stopped the race because they've got to bring out 
like an entire cleaning crew. I don't know how many people were involved in all of that, but they stopped the cars on the track, and they're going to take quite some time to clean this all up, as it's been a wild one in Daytona as uh, the rain got postponed because of rain yesterday. Uh, and then a big race, and now there's eight laps to go. Like, they're so close to finishing this thing, and yet they've wiped out easily half the field in uh, a massive crash. However, we're going to get into some Hawks and uh, All-Star Weekend conversation with none other than Jamila Johnson as we go out to the waitfor.com hotline. Jamila was the one, the only representative uh, <laughs> from the city of Atlanta <laughs> up there in Indianapolis this weekend. And Jamila, uh, just just – for starters, how'd you enjoy your time up there? Uh, hey, Caleb. Um, it was it was different. It was really <laughs> yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was cold. So okay. <laughs> but no, it was fun overall. I had a good time. Different and cold um, feels like some <laughs> interesting language to choose. But uh, you know, I I did see some. Uh, it, was, it was like Kai Sinat and some other people who were up there who weren't exactly thrilled with the uh, maybe some of the nightlife going on. But uh, as far mm, as I did not partake, so <laughs> I would not be able to. <laughs> Fair enough. I but... will say, though, they were very hospitable. Like the people were amazing. So I will give them that. It was very they were very nice. So. That's nice. That's always nice. You know, <laughs> we're, we're used to to that friendly type of relationship with people here in the South. And I understand uh-huh. you don't always get that when you go other places. But exactly. uh, Jamila, you know, this is often it feels especially recently this is an annual day now of think pieces and conversation <laughs> about oh the uh, the NBA all-star game it's so bad it's so bad I mean you know we get this year 211 to 186 as someone uh in the arena and kind of able to gauge you know fan experience and that sort of thing just overall enjoyment uh do you kind of lean towards the it's it's really gotten out of hand, or is there any uh, entertainment value in the All-Star game itself outside of the other festivities that go on? Um, it was the, – the atmosphere was not what I would think an All-Star atmosphere should be. Okay. Um, so, like, the, the crowd – it was not – they were not really that into it. Um until like certain plays happened or like, you know, Trey nutmegged Kevin Durant yeah. and then that, then you hear the crowd react, but it was like the dunks, like some of them. Yeah. But it, it wasn't as the crowd wasn't as into it as I thought they would be. Um, so from that perspective, it was kind of not as exciting. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my view on it. Okay. Uh, well, I want to go through a couple of, of solutions that Jesse Washington of Anscape <laughs> threw out there because everyone, this is also the time of, okay, I've got the solution to solving this. So, Jamila, I'm going to throw three solutions your way, and you tell me which one you like the best. The first one is some form of a loser's sit. So you throw five on five out there for the first quarter, Whichever of those five lose the first quarter, they have to go sit on the bench and their team brings in a new group of five players. And if that group wins the next quarter, then the other group has to go sit down and bring in a new five. And so you get some form of a round robin set of, of players uh, based on who wins the quarter and you you know figure out some way that you can lead to 
who ultimately wins the game. So some form of loser's sit. Uh, Jesse also suggested a, hey, the in-season tournament, you win $500,000. How about for the <laughs> All-Star game, you're all multimillionaires and, you know, big-time All-Stars. Um, how about you put up $500,000 a player, Ooh. and whoever wins, you get to keep your pool of money. And whoever loses, wow. well, you individually all lost $500,000 within, you know, within reason to like, hey, you rookies that aren't getting paid anything, maybe somebody <laughs> covers you or, or you get a, a, a lesser, you know, amount that you have to pay. But some form huh. of put your money up and the players have to pay. Uh, oh, then, uh, then we get to... <laughs> If you lose the game, you get to go fly commercial. And we're not going to pick from the Deltas and the – no, no, no nice airline. You're, you're going home on either Spirit or Frontier. Uh, and you can go in the quote-unquote first class of those airlines, but you're going to get bombarded by fans wanting your picture and autograph. And uh, I can only imagine LeBron James with his big legs, yeah. you know, squeezed up in there, or Carl Anthony Towns, uh, or any of those guys, you know, just squeezed up trying to fit their NBA body into a uh, first-class seat or, or, you know, economy-class seat uh, on a Frontier or a, uh, a, a Spirit Airlines, something like that. So losers That's very sit. Funny to visualize. Yeah, yeah. Losers <laughs> sit. Put your money up or. Um, Losers fly commercial. Um, so my question would be, are the players agreeing to this? Because if they're going to agree to it, that's what <laughs> makes it kind of difficult. Maybe like the first in our In our perfect the scenario, one. they agree to it. <laughs> okay, because I'm like, uh, I don't see them really wanting to do any of this. Um, I would think, honestly, the realistic option would be that first one. But I still don't know how competitive it would be yeah uh, it just seems like the players themselves like like last night they were kind of just going through the motions and i was kind of like uh. like i don't know how that i honestly don't know what kind of solution would change that um but i don't even know if that first option would change it because they I mean, you can see towards the end they yeah. were trying a little bit, but, I mean, that's kind of the case all the time. So I don't even know that that would work. I, I think, just feel like they go I, into it thinking, you know, eh, it's, it's whatever. Like, yeah. we're just out here for fun. Like, it's not – I don't know. I don't really see that as a competitive nature. I think a lot of people have wondered why they've gone away from the from the Elam ending where they were playing towards, mm -hmm. like, a point total, total or something like that. Obviously mm – -hmm. In 2020, guys were playing for Kobe, and like that, that yeah. it's hard to get that emotion exactly. out of out yeah. of them again for just any specific reason. But uh, moving yeah. on from the actual game itself to something that they brought out for the weekend was the LED court. Um, <laughs> how did you think that that played out for the players, and how was that just viewing it? Uh, you know, with someone in the arena. Um. So before I got there, I obviously saw the pictures and the videos of it, and I was, I kind of had my questions about it. But when I saw it in the arena, it was dope. It looked really <laughs> cool. Um, I couldn't even lie; like they were going through some things and showing us different, like different. Um, I guess I don't even know what the word is for it, but it was almost like an interactive video game the way they were using okay. it. Okay. So it was pretty cool just to see it in that um, aspect. Uh, 
obviously a lot of people had their opinions about it. But for the most part, what I heard, people thought it was really cool. Like people thought it was interesting and they thought, hey, this is like this is something I could look at um, as far as a game or anything serious. No, but yeah. it was very cool for what they used it for. I think I started off the weekend being like, hey, maybe this is something we could, you know, in the future. <laughs> These guys are playing on. Uh, this LED court, and there's like an explosion underneath them when they shoot a three and something like that. Uh, but then I think what ruined it was the starry court, the lime green for the three-point contest. Uh, because we could see on TV that guys were complaining of like, wow, I am having a really hard time seeing uh, just the yeah. court in general. And so you wonder how you know that sort of thing would play in. Uh, yeah. All right, Jamila, the other thing that uh, you you asked the man – you asked him a question that a lot of people were wanting the answer to. Uh, Trey Young, obviously, with the trade rumors kind of circulating since last week, um, that you know everyone just seems to be so sold on the fact that this man is going to be playing for a new team this summer. Uh, what did you take from from how Trey Young responded to you about all of these trade rumors going on? <laughs> um, the funny thing is. I had talked to some other media from just around the, the country and they were mentioning it. They were talking like, Oh, you know, like, especially San Antonio, they were like, Oh, you know, him and Wimby, like it was just the mm -hmm. mention of it. So I'm surprised nobody actually just came out and asked him. Um, so when I did and when he responded, it wasn't really surprising to me how he responded. And Trey's like always emphasized that he wants to win. Like that's been that's been his kind of his main thing. Like he wants to win, and obviously the ideal situation is for him to do that with the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, that's ideally what he would want. But I could I can understand him. Maybe not anytime soon, but um, in maybe a couple of years or something like that, revisiting and looking at the situation overall just to see if if they're in a position to win, um, to kind of consider, okay, this is, this may not be going the direction that I would like to go with my career. So with his response, it, it kind of, to me, it, he obviously enforced that he wants to win with the Hawks, but it's also, it also leaves it open to interpretation. Like, Hey, anything can happen. Mm -hmm. I found it very interesting. Cause I, I, we played the audio at the, at the top of the hour and that I, I joked that, hey, does Trey have a future career in politics? Because it felt like he did a really good job of, uh, first off, I would like to get his opinion on who these greats are that were traded. Because he was like, oh, you know, the greatest in the game. Uh, they were traded. And so, you know, it could happen. Um, but then kind of falling back on, but I'm mm -hmm. I'm here in Atlanta, and I still have a couple of years on my contract. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you know, it's not like that. There's any conversation of of you know free agency or anything mm -hmm. like that for for Trey for quite some time. I thought it yeah. felt to me that he handled this very diplomatic, uh, mm -hmm. and just the mm -hmm. fact of you know I, I look Jamila, we got to give you credit, and I know you probably wouldn't want to take it, but. Someone else could have asked that, and he could have immediately just shut it down and said and lied and said, "I'm not thinking about it." Um, yeah, but it, yeah. it, you know, it feels like that's a thing that he has to be considering. 
Uh, and mm-hmm. and better that you know he gave that sort of answer of it's always possible, but I'm focused on Atlanta than doing what mm-hmm. LeBron did when LeBron was asked about his trade potential <laughs> that could have happened last week. He said, "Oh, I found out when you guys found out. I had I had absolutely no idea." Uh, all right, Jamila. Before we uh, get out of here, um, just your expectations for this final third of the season for the Hawks. Uh, just you know, we obviously saw them right before the break. You were you were there in Charlotte. You decided to spend your Valentine's Day in Charlotte yeah, in that arena uh, to watch them get blown out by the Hornets. Um, what uh, what do you expect that we see this final third of the season? Um, I think the, the number one thing for them is staying healthy. Um, so for me, if they can stay healthy, I can see them, um, obviously performing well. Uh, that's the biggest question because obviously with their depth, um, if they don't stay healthy, it's kind of difficult to make it and push, um, to that further part of the the playoffs and even the play in. Um, so that's kind of my question. Um, for now, I, just basing it on where they're at now it's so it's so difficult to tell it's it they're one of those teams where you don't know what you'll get a lot of times um like they'll play hard for each other um but if somebody's out or somebody's injured then you you don't know what to expect um so because of that I don't really have like quite a prediction um it's just kind of up in the air um, but I am interested to see just how how they play it out, especially considering the injuries with, you know, Clint should be coming back. And mm-hmm. then obviously on just having those two out was a major blow to them. So Jamila is just like the rest of us. We're all going, I have no idea. Every time, yeah. every time someone asks yeah. me, I go, I've got absolutely no yeah. idea, but we've, uh, we're just a couple of days away from starting that final <laughs> portion of the season. And, uh, seeing if there is a postseason berth in this Hawks team or not. All right, that is Jamila Johnson. Follow her on Twitter, at JamilaJNBA. Uh, she also does some great work for AtlantaHawksFans.com and puts uh, a lot of that content on YouTube. So definitely go check all of that stuff out. Jamila, thanks for joining the show. Thank you so much, Caleb. All right, when we get back, it's a debate. We've been having it. We're going to keep having it. What are the Falcons doing at quarterback? I think history in the draft is kind of showing us the path that the Falcons need to take. We'll talk about it next right here on the Dopey Millennial Show, Sports Radio 989 The Game and the Odyssey app. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.